Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the 55th episode of the Made in Dreams podcast. Oh, it's been a week. It's been a week. But as always, I'm Mighty Vicious, joined by Jamie James, the procurer of coin. And today we are joined by Stabby. Stabby, you want to tell the people what's up? What's going on, everyone? Thank you for having me. There we appreciate, go. Uh, appreciate being on here. Uh, fantastic. You know, we love to have you. We love to have you. So uh, I guess where we'll start out with right now is just let's let's kick it right into high gear. Tell us about yourself, Stabby. Tell us what you want to talk about. We're going to let you take lead. Absolutely. Go do it. Let's get it. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll start with where I uh, my art background. Um, I'm a tattoo artist by trade. Um, I've been doing that professionally for eight years now. Uh, I got started uh, with just drawing portraits and just drawing and painting and stuff like that, and then found tattooing and really fell in love with that, and then found an apprenticeship, got that, and went through a year of hard labor and work, no money, any of that. Um, Typical tattoo kind of startup. And then, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for quite a while now, and COVID hit and completely kicked me out of uh, tattooing. They made it illegal, actually, to actually tattoo in my area, so... Um, wasn't able to do that at all and not making money or anything like that. It was pretty tough. Um, sitting around, sitting at home, not being able to do what I love was, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, and then I started a family during that time. So I had uh, a baby on the way and no money and all this shit. So it was, it was, yeah, it was getting, uh, it was getting a little heavy. And then I found, uh, video games and were, sitting around most of the time so we would just play video games and we it started out with like Fortnite and league of legends and shit like that um but then it Fortnite had Fortnite creative and all of that whole section to it where you can make stuff on it and i really fell in love with that and how you could create things and make these worlds and stuff on this system and it was it was really cool to me and uh i looked more into that whole that whole side of things and i found dreams and fucking fell in love with it immediately it was just one of those things that was like wow i did not know this was out there and yeah i've been playing it now for about a year or using dreams for about a year now and uh oh man it's been a whole life change like everything that i've viewed about art everything that i've done about like my career it's just it's it's been this whole change. I want to go into game dev because it, it they're ju- it's just a whole different world. It seems so much more open than just like tattooing is very straightforward, very just flat on paper, basically. I mean, you're working on somebody's skin and somebody's body and it's there forever. And there's a lot of importance to that, but you know, it, it's just a whole different thing when you're building this world, you're in control of everything. You get to tell these things what to do. You get, you're no longer like being told what to do. You're in control and you're telling these things what to do. You're telling the system what you want out of it and bringing your art to a 3d space that you can control is absolutely amazing. Like, and I love seeing everybody else's creations. I love seeing what people can make out of this. It just inspires me 
tenfold to do like the best of my abilities, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from is, uh, just being a broke artist, I guess, looking to, uh, get into a new career field and starting from the bottom, I guess, and work my way up. So I'm, I'm treating it like a tattoo apprenticeship, just learning everything that I can about game dev and the whole, the whole gist of it, the core well, mechanics, what makes a game and all of that. Yeah. And you said that you spent like a, a basically the year, like learning this new craft, like what's some of the things that you, uh, that you've been like, do you have any book suggestions or website suggestions? Like wh what's your source that you turn to, to really learn about game development? You know, I've just been going through online. I look everywhere for just anything that had like this sticks out to me that I feel would be important to uh, game dev. I watch a lot of, uh, a lot of YouTube. I look through a lot of, uh, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of the game dev podcasts. I, um, so pretty much any of the ones that are available on Spotify, I've listened to them. Um, any YouTube, like the, uh, GDC talks and all of that. I really enjoy those. I'll sit there and listen to those for hours. Um, but I'm also working on dreams at the same time. So I've got working on game dev while I'm listening to game dev. I'll be reading. I have my iPad here in front of me. I'll be sitting there. I'll be reading through articles and stuff like that. I like, um, it, it's just, I, I've been surrounding myself with all the information that I can, any source of info that I can, any sort of outlet talking, people talking. I love listening to the, the podcasts a lot. I get a lot more out of it than when I read. I feel like so. They just live and breathe game dev. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what I've made this last year. Yeah, and my 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 girlfriend's sick of it. She hates it. She is over it. But I'm like, you know, I'm I'm making this a thing. I want this to be something for my future. So I'm, yeah. I'm working towards it. So it's a, this is the pathway you see for providing basically a better life. For right now, yes, that is. Yeah. and and I'm I'm doing it because I I. I love making art. I love making things. I love just that whole creative side of things. And then finding game dev and finding this whole like new world has just been amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting into it to get a better future of, for my art, for my family, all of that. And would you say that the, like I've noticed in a lot of the creations you've made, which we'll get to the assets that you create, but it it seems like you you got you gain a lot of uh, how would I put this? You do a lot of first person, but it reminds me of more so influence from like old school first person, like a Duke Nukem or a Doom aspect. Yeah. Are, the, are those really heavy influences, or is it something that you really think is a is a genre that fits well within dreams? I I tend to gravitate towards them because yeah, I I have just that that like those childhood memories of playing doom on the 64 and stuff like that so like all of my favorite games that i've played growing up and through my life have been first person i really like the first person view i feel it's a lot more immersive so i tend to make a lot more first person it seems a little bit easier as well um not to it, it still has its complications, but for animation-wise, you don't have to animate an entire body. You don't have to animate all this stuff. So being able to focus on more of 
the art and stuff. I'm not an animator. I can't animate well. I'm. I will say that first. Um, so, I tend to like focus more on the art and the logic side of stuff. So if I can just have like focus on the first person view, it's it's a lot easier that way to kind of minimize my animation load. Yeah. Well, I mean, stick to what you're good at. So <laughs> at, yeah. least, at least until you can learn the rest. So exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess what is it about? Are you more of a first person shooter game player or? Yes, that that's what I tend to gravi- gravitate towards is first person shooters for sure. Hmm. I feel like I cut Jamie off a second ago. Did you have something you wanted? You you finish first. It's okay. I can segue in. Don't worry. Okay. So basically, next is the assets. Like, what was your, I guess, what was your schooling before you became, or before you got into this for gaming? Like, what led you to tattooing? And I guess, how did that help segueing into this? Because I feel, I, I feel like it would be weird, but like, I know, I know another uh, dreamer who came from tattooing and, uh, and they have like a classical art background. Like, do you? Yes. I spent uh, most of my tattooing career oil painting um, and learning like uh, color theory and all of that. So I've, I've got all these little like color theory tricks and tips and whatnot. Um, so when I approach sculpting, I have and painting and all that in dreams, I have all of that background knowledge that I apply to it. So, um, like with mixing your complementary colors. So if you have, if you're wanting to make something darker, so if you're having an asset that you want darker, but you want it to stay that color, you can add its complementary color to it. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have a red circle and you want it to be just a bit darker, but you want it to stay that red hue you add a dark green to it and you paint over it just a a light opacity with a little bit of a dark green and that will completely make it darker but it'll also keep the color whereas if you add just like a straight black to something with a light opacity it will mute it it'll mute that color so you won't get the bright red you'll get a more muted tone whereas when you add a color to that color it will keep that hue it'll keep the brightness it'll keep the color but also make it darker as well so it's it there's all those kind of little tips and things that i use when i approach uh sculpting and art in dreams uh so yeah it it definitely had an influence on the art in dreams working with tattoos and that whole background i spent a year uh, just learning how to draw correctly. I I thought I knew everything that I knew about drawing before I got into tattooing. And then uh, my mentor was like, nope, this is not how we draw for tattoos. You got to gotta learn the right way. And so it, I spent, spent a year without even touching a machine, just drawing, just cleaning the shop, just doing like basic work, learning how, what makes a good tattoo and what makes a bad tattoo and all that stuff. So it's, and I'm kind of doing the same thing now within dreams. It's and learning about game dev it's like okay this this sucks don't do this anymore like or this this works for game dev this works for the game this works for what my what i envision and stuff like that this will make a better game this will make a better a better play like so there's a lot of that okay 
All right. So I guess from there, the uh, one thing I noticed, because we always talk about this and people make fun of me for it, but I have a shot because while you've been speaking, I've been showing the reel that I made from your work that you've put up on Twitter uh, videos and the like zombie parkour project you're working on and yeah. stuff like that. But I also see this last page that's showing right now shows a page of your logic. And I just want you to know that that is spaghetti stress- logic. Yes. Yeah, it is stress oh, yes. inducing. So, oh my God. so I have completely worked on that. That has been, and um, I got a, uh, I have a buddy that I, talk to about all of my projects and we converse back and forth about dreams and whatnot but that is he gives the harshest criticism ever just he'll lay it out flat like dude this sucks or dude don't do that like and that has been the one thing that he has always told me is like work on your logic just organization so i have definitely taken that into account and i have been working on that cleaning everything up like immensely it is the pictures that i have on uh, my Twitter or nothing like what I have now. I've completely organized my whole system. I've reworked it all because I was I was working through the spaghetti. I was uh, I was just working with it, and yeah, it was it was hard to keep organized. It was hard to keep. I don't keep. know how you managed just to remember what's what with it. There was so much of it. It's just crazy. It. I don't know. It's the having like wires connecting between different things and the gadgets and all of that it it keeps it organized for me because i oh. can see it i could see where it trails off to i liked having that connection but now that i'm doing it more and getting more organized about it i've i've worked out easier systems and labeling and label everything everything yes. has to have a label on it oh it my god indeed. that was yep. one thing that i i didn't <laughs> do for the longest time but yes now i'm labeling everything even if it doesn't really need a label it's got a label now so yeah. you just call the label label. Yes. <laughs> Milo Arty in chat says that that's a beautiful page of logic. Uh, he says it gives him peace. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I would I, tend to disagree. It's I, anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yes. But, looking at it now, I totally am like, oh my god, I can't believe I was functioning like that. Like. <laughs> Uh, as a person coming from art and not necessarily game design ultimately why i brought up the logic is what helped you learn that like you i mean just doing it yeah like fail fail faster find the fun um so and like it's literally just like doing it over and over and over again and from the start like as soon as i found dreams it was like okay i want to make I want to make a shooter. I want to make this. So I, instead of just getting a template off the Dreamiverse, I built a, I followed a tutorial um, by Christian Lewis. I followed his like 12 part uh, first person or third person shooter uh, tutorial and built a shooting rig and all of that. And it was like just a crash course immediately in, into dreams. The, like the first thing I did. So it was like, I, kind of had to like force myself to know what things were logic wise getting to know things just by building things and then it got into like okay well i want to make this but there's no tutorial for that so i have to just do it myself and just try to figure that out so it was a lot of just figuring things out and i am i can't i like computers i am no i have no 
background with any of that, so I am awful on a computer. I am just the worst. I've been uh, messing around with Godot on on the computer this past uh, this past month, and that has been it's been a struggle. It really has, like learning like how to code and all that stuff. But like Dreams has made it so much easier to like code and get things visualized. I like the visualize like. Uh, the visualized coding it makes it so yeah. much easier for me to see what's going on so i i don't know it just it made it easier it definitely if, made it easier as we always say it's a program that looks at art or basically looks at uh game development as art and not as a math equation which is what everything else looks yes at it as. It's, it's it's that's for exactly artists. what it is by artist yep. for artist <laughs> so, um, and, and I've begun to believe this even more recently because the, uh, one of my friends got, I told him to get into dreams. He got in on the sale and he's one of the guys who is straight up like math based, like you give him anything and he can figure it out mathematically, but in yeah. dreams it's, it, it's, it's like it hampers him. Because he's he's like the visual style of it and the it's fact that it's too it just, visual. It's like us trying to go and do Godot or Unreal or any of that. Yeah. So it's like the tables have turned. I I, I love it. I love it. So, um, <laughs> but also he was a little mad because he got dreams and the first thing we wanted to do was make a like a marble game, and he didn't know that you could go into the Dreamiverse and just grab a marble that already had the logic. So he had to start going, trying to do this visual logic. And then after he finished it, he like, he, he went and he saw that you could just grab a marble. And so all the stuff he was trying to learn was time that he could have been like back engineering instead of trying yeah. to yes. do it himself. And he got, <laughs> and he got so mad. Like he was so mad that he did that. Like I've checked with him to see how he's doing. And, you know, I always give people videos, anybody that's done a logic video. I always like all my friends that I've gotten into dreams. I'm like, here, take this. What are you trying to do? Take this, you know, but just him telling me, telling me that story. I'm like, Oh, that is like the worst because yeah, but, I mean, he at least he learned something from doing it, though. Like he he's got a grip with the visualization of logic within dreams now, which is always a plus. Well, exactly. See, that, see that's just it. He doesn't like he like he basically <laughs> he basically rage quit doing it oh, himself, no. and then found the marble, which made him angrier. And then he came and like so yeah. Then he's like, okay, I got this marble. But now I'm angry and this game has hurt my feelings. So I'm going to step back for a little bit. But I talked to him the other day and he was like, look, I haven't deleted it. And I was like, well, that's a good sign. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> sign. Yeah. If it's that's, still there. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I <laughs> guess uh, what's your, I usually ask this of people who come on who I see are creating a bunch of things, but is all this working towards a big dreams product or is it just the, is it just educational for you? Like just learning it and then, you know, moving away. Is there an opus project in in dreams? Oh no, I definitely, at? I'm going to stick with dreams. Like I'm never going to leave dreams behind. This has been absolutely amazing. And 
it's so easy, the ease of access to get into something and be like, okay, I have this idea. I want to put it out on, on paper, in quotes, and just get it out there. And you can do it within no time flat. And it's it's so nice to be able to just have, like, from nothing to have, like, your idea visualized. So I'm using it for learning right now and getting the basics and learning how Dreams works and how all the gadgets work together and everything and organization and how to make better assets and all of that to one day make the best dream game that I can because I want to make something amazing but every time I go about making these these games and stuff I always run into a hiccup here or there and I'm like that could be better how can I make that better or and I just feel like it's stuck in place so starting a new idea is always better to me to just kind of leave the yeah. Just kind of refresh it and get something new, but use what I learned from that failure or that hiccup or whatever it was in the next idea and learn from that and just keep building and progressing. So right now it's all just progression into getting the knowledge of what I I can do with this, this engine, um, learning about so, different ways to all kinds of different stuff. What were you going to say? With, with that in mind then, because like, you mentioned in the beginning that you know, you found this newfound love for game development, and it's something that you want to do professionally now. So, what what is what is your plan with that? Do you want to do you want to like join an already established studio? Do you want to make your own solo indie game? Like, what what is what is eventually the game? Eventually, I would. Now? Eventually, I would like to join a studio. Um, it would be like it would be a dream of mine to be working on a on a game that's already in development with a studio and all of that. And I would like to just. I, I've been talking with my buddy about what I would be doing and what what kind of path I would like to go down and all of that. It's still all new to me. This has still been a very, like, I've spent the last year working on dreams and all of that. Um, but it's been within the last, like, I would say four or five months that I've been really serious about, like, okay, game dev is where it's at. That's where I'm heading. That's yeah. where I would like yeah. to go. So I would I would like to make art for games the assets, stuff like that. Um, I would like to work in that kind of area. Um, so that's where I mainly focus within Dreams. I do a lot of logic and stuff like that, but I, when I do logic, I'll work on logic for a couple days, and then I'll take a break and work on sculpting and art and stuff like that for mm. another so off, so so while, and then I'll go back into logic and all of that. So I, I focus a lot on art. Uh, so essentially, you'll be using Dreams as a, a way to build your portfolio of asset development and, and art in general to sort yes. of use that as, as, a, as a way to build a base for your future with, with game development. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, let me ask you something on the, on the flip side. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something. <laughs> I'm going to be straightforward. I'm going to be straightforward. What is it do you feel like? What do you feel you can do with, uh, with Logic? Like, how do I put how do I put this a little easier? Um, hmm. Are you currently working on anything big? And then, do you want to? <laughs> I am currently not working on. I wouldn't say anything big. Um, I've got. I mean, I've I've got a few different projects going right now, and they all 
for some reason revolve around zombies right now. Um, so I've got a first-person shooter zombie project that I've got kind of running in the background, and then I've got uh, this uh, zombie project where you play as a zombie and you run around and do some parkour and all of that. I have uh, yeah. videos of that on my Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not on any big projects or anything like that. I don't have anything big going. Okay. Well, we can come back to that, but we're going to talk after the podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> we're going to have a convo. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, but awesome. any, but yeah, they people can see the zombie when it's showing. Well, it's not on the screen currently, but your your lead up to it, like some of the base design that you did for it, is showing on stream right now. So, oh nice. Uh, so yeah, they'll be able to see that. And I'm just looking at all these. It, I can really see, and the reason I did these like lead up videos before showing it was because I can see how you've been studying making like studying the art of video games as a whole, like even your gray boxing and like testing out the idea of uh, of a level or movement and traversal before you even add any detail to anything like you you really start at the the base, which is what. I'm not used to, and I know that I have to work on now currently for our project, because a lot of the times I see, like, I'll think about something like, uh, I always bring it back to movies, but the way I work is I think about every detail for like months. Me too. Me but, too. Uh, yeah. I am the same way. And so then when, I totally yeah. understand that. And then when it comes down to actually putting something down, it's like, I know exactly what I want. There's no gray boxing. There's no like setting up the, the sketch, if you will, the digital sketch of what I'm going for. It's just like, nope, need the assets and I'm good. And I, I just go straight for that. Um, but yeah, seeing this and, and just recently, uh, as we brought up last week on the podcast, having to get more in tune with game development itself has been pretty exciting. And I'm, I'm glad that it's, to have you talking about it as like a new way, a new path in life for you. It, it, it's, and I, I love that. I love that story. Cause I don't think out of all the stories we've heard, I don't think we've heard that one yet of, of awesome. like where <laughs> someone has started because most people like we've had like Captain Morgan who, you know, it's like where he started and it doing the same thing for him, but to have kind of like this, giving you a new path of life when an old life is on the brink of ending and all these changes are coming in. It's, it's, it's cool that we can have something like dreams do that for people. So it's amazing that it has that so much power like dreams as if you just look at dreams on the front face of it, people just see, Oh, it's just a game that makes games. That's pretty cool. But there is so much power in what dreams can actually influence people by. And, you know, Stabby is a perfect example, you know, tattoo artist going game developer, completely life changing situations where it's going to flip his life upside down all because of what he experienced with dreams just just goes to show how powerful it is and, and what it can truly bring out in you just awesome. exactly exactly and so you had a few things you wanted to you wanted to talk about and i, I want to give you the chance to walk it in before you know we really get started and i don't stop talking so you said you wanted to talk about the idea of uh, 
of monetization in a sense. Say just uh, in a sense. I don't want to say like the whole like monetization being brought into dreams and that whole like being developed into it, but yeah. I'm talking more like just putting out your information and saying if you want to donate to the cause, donate to the cause kind of thing. Um for like a Patreon in a sense. In a sense, yeah. Um because I, for with Patreon, I, I'm not 100% sure how Patreon works. I don't have one, um, so I can't really speak for that. Um, but I, I feel like you have to give something back if you're going to be getting donations and stuff like that. So no matter what platform it is you're receiving the donations from, you have to have a promise of giving whatever you are getting the donations for. So, I mean, I wouldn't be saying, like, okay, give donations to everybody who asks for them because, I mean, I've seen plenty of people ask for donations and stuff, and you just don't get anything. They aren't promising much out of it. Um, but I want to see it more. I do want to see more people asking for that kind of stuff and doing that, that because I'm – I don't know. I feel like we're boxing ourselves in to with the no money kind of thing where we're all doing art this is all hard work too i know there's people out there putting in the hours putting in the time putting in the effort like i i know i am and i know that there's people out there i have a baby so i i'm doing game dev on extreme hard mode um i know there's other people out there that have so much free time and then are just spending it all working on their projects and working on their dreams and stuff so and those people deserve uh deserve money they definitely do for for their work and for their efforts i mean the people that put out these templates and stuff on on the dreamiverse and whatnot that is time that is effort that is hours spent making sure that you have a base to start from i mean there you have assets there like it is great that it is all free and like that we have this community of like sharing and all mm. that, but I think that the community of sharing can go a little bit deeper with giving a little bit back. Because there are creators out there that are making big things, great projects in the works, and I mean, we're all struggling, so it's one of those things to just give to the starving artist, I guess. Uh, but that's just from my background of tattooing. I feel like all my work, and like, I've always been told that my time is precious. Like, in my I charge for the hour. So like no matter what I'm doing, if I'm drawing a picture for you or I'm painting a picture for you or tattooing you, I'm charging you for that time. And it is because I've spent the time learning and I have the professional background with the mentor and all of that. But at the same time, like there are those on dreams kind of doing that same thing, learning what it takes to make good games, making great games, making amazing assets, templates, all that stuff. And, I, I don't see anybody ever putting up like, oh, hey, I'm taking donations. Like, you don't have to be asking for money. You don't have to be like, hey, I'm pay me. I need money to be able to do this thing. But just putting it out there of like, hey, I accept donations. I think seeing more of that would be pretty cool. I, would, I wanted to bring it up and see what your guys' opinions were on it because I know you guys talked about monetization within Dreams and all of that, and it can get... It could get cloudy, it could get muddy, it could get really it certainly can, dirty. Yeah. It could get mm. really dirty really quick. So it's one <laughs> yeah. of those things. I don't 
I definitely want to avoid that. I, de I want Dreams to stay this pure, amazing community, but I also want to see people be able to, like, do that and live at the same time, you know? Like, for me, it's yeah. one of those things, like, I, I've got to, at times, it's like, shit, dude, I got to focus on work i can't i can't work on dreams for this this while i got to focus on just trying to get clientele and stuff like that at work and but it's such a bummer because it's i absolutely love working on dreams and i love working on my projects and all of that and seeing other people work on their projects and whatnot and i know some people i've seen it quite often where people are like oh sorry i've been away for a while i've i've had to deal with life issues or whatever dealing with stuff and i'm sure that like I don't know. There's certain situations where that could most definitely help. I think that a tipping feature for Dreams would extremely be beneficial, and it wouldn't damage Dreams as a whole because it's completely optional, and it's down to the person whether or not they would like to tip. Um, there are options right now for Dreamers to do that outside of Dreams. There's websites like uh, Kofi, uh, where essentially like, you know you buy them a cup of coffee, essentially. Um, and it's just tipping. There's no reward scheme or anything like Patreon. It's just if you want to give them money, just send them some money over the site. And I do think that Dreamers should be encouraged to do that. Um, I think it's something that anybody can do in the art industry or any industry in general. And there's no reason why Dreamers shouldn't have that there as an option if people want to support them on the projects that they're working on. But I do think later down the line, that should be something that needs to be integrated into dreams to make it a lot easier most definitely i currently yeah because well go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say that uh i, I lost what i said i was gonna say go for it oh no <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm no I, i'm sorry i apologize i was i was waiting to jump in on that because i feel like you're right and i have no no comeback to it um, I, I think that that's exactly right. And to ask for that doesn't seem to be overstepping anything to me. Whereas I find as a lot of some of the other ways people have been using seem, it, I don't know, it, it oversteps a bound for me personally, where it's like, I get it, but God, this is, this is difficult to say right because I'm yeah. definitely not trying to throw shade at anybody. I'm not I trying know exactly to exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's no, really no, difficult. No, it's really difficult. Yeah, like you know, I'm yeah. it, because it comes down to I don't fault anybody's way of of monetizing before we are given an, an official way to monetize anything. Like, do what you can do to get what you need to get. At the same time. There's also kind of like this thing where it's like, I, God, this is so hard. This is why, like, I didn't want to go into this route, but you talking about it made me think of it. Because we've been trying to figure out the way to say this for, like, months now. It really has. It's, yeah. it's a really touchy subject because yeah. it can be taken the wrong I way. No, that's why I, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I feel like, yes, artists should be paid for hard work. Yes, artists are being are doing real work. Therefore, monetizing it itself is not bad. But at one point, I prefer your way. This is the way to say it. I prefer the way you're talking about it being implemented as opposed to the way it's it's been implemented while still holding that there's nothing wrong with the way it's been implemented. 
I guess that's yeah. the best that, way that, I can that's say That's the it. best way I could possibly see you putting that out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, and I'm not trying to tap dance because of people's feelings, because I do feel like what it comes down to is, as you said, people are doing real work. And to want to be paid for that real work when there is no official way to be paid for that real work within the 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 platform, you have to do what you got to do. But yeah. at the same time, I do feel like there's the ways to do it that you're mentioning that I, I think more people do have Patreons than you think from the way you were talking about it. But um, maybe I'm just way out of the loop. But it, yeah, I've. I've I don't see it very often. Yeah, there are tons of people who do it for almost every facet of dreams now. It's becoming more prevalent. But yeah, yeah, I would feel like when I first heard of it, I thought of it the way you seem to be thinking of it. And then I found out that I was completely off the mark. Like <laughs> that there's way more of it than I expected. But um, yeah, so it's just like, I do believe people working in dreams should be paid, but I also feel like there's also a delicate balance. Yes, like, most definitely. There's, yeah. a, there's a very delicate, a delicate balance that makes it so people aren't just using that. They're not using dreams for that purpose because I can't remember who said it, but someone was saying, uh, cause they were against monetization. And I think it was on a comment on my YouTube, but someone was saying for people to like want to get paid is not wrong, but to think that you should be paid when you weren't promised payment when the, when the platform was created, exactly. Like you yes. were just, you were just proposed a platform for you to create. And so it's like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get monetary benefit from it. But at, but when it gets to the point where like a certain a, a group of people uh, within the in, within the the dreams community have almost started to take offense to the fact that they can't monetize, and it's like, well, you weren't you weren't you knew that before you started. Yeah, there that there, there is that element of yeah, so, knowing what you got into in the first place. And as with that, like we already established, it's tricky. That's all there is to it. The whole conversation is tricky. That's why we don't have it yet from MM. That's why we, <laughs> that's why Sony hasn't jumped in and made away. There's just this gets tricky. But the personalizing of the monetization, I have no problem with. Um uh we have I'm just gonna say insult in in chat said crowdfunding my project would make me so anxious and would kill the joy of creativity for me i, I understand why why it would be anxious and and would kind of just kill it for them i totally get that i mean it's it gets real when you start dealing with money especially especially in the amounts that we're seeing from certain, like from certain already established kickstarters when you start dealing in that amount of money yeah that can make you anxious i'm not saying you're wrong to deal in that amount of money i'm just saying dealing with money period muddies yeah. things real fast cuz it also you know, and it, not just for dreams i mean we all have heard the stories of kickstarter for years now and a lot of the bad press it's gotten from, you know, things not being fulfilled or people being shady. And that, like, once again, not in dreams, 
but just off the bat. So yeah, it, it makes everything muddy. It does. And it, it also brings a certain level of expectation as well in general, like for Kickstarter, for instance, or any other crowdfunding platform. Like, you know, you have this idea and you put it out there, it gets funded regardless of what it is, whether it's dreams or not. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, okay, all of these people have invested all of this money for me to do the thing that I said I was going to do. Now there is a certain level of expectation from me to pull this off. And it's like, it's it's all it's it's so much like pipe dream at first. Like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could take this idea and make it real? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you've got all this money coming out of nowhere to make it real. You've got this whole group of clientele now waiting for this thing to happen. And you're like, okay, I've got to make it now. It just makes it so much more real and, and scary for some people. Yeah, it can crush people. But mm -hmm. th I mean, but yeah, like I said, to get back to the point... I feel like, you know, you saying like people, you, you want to see more people actually open up Patreons and get out there and be like, I'm doing work. I want to be paid. You know, there's always Tap Giles who like, I think may have been the first to Patreon. I think he may have been the first. He, he's been here from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, Tap deserves for all the help that he gives in the community, all the things that he's figured out for the community, hell, for yeah. writing for writing a book about how to use <laughs> dreams <laughs> like that alone. Yes, exactly. Yeah, literally you know? a, a book's worth. There is yeah. literally a book's worth on his website. It's insane how much documentation that guy has oh, created. Yes, for the, community. the amount of info that he provides. It's the just amount insane. Of his, everything. No matter yeah. the situation, he's just he's there with the info, and I yeah, he deserves. He, he is literally Dreams Wikipedia. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what Tap is. He's Dreams Wiki. It's insane how much one person has managed to create so much information on Dreams. is It's it's remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it really and, is. And so, yeah, I have no issue with that. I think that's the safest way to do it for now. A way that, uh, it, it, a, a way that basically allows people to back you, but it also has a more direct line of how, of not screwing over people who back you. If you yes. like without yeah. that, without the whole, you know, project thing. But I also feel like, like I said, the thing that makes it weird is that for me is that I feel like certain people are rushing it to monetize it without necessarily like the games people are making now and the games that people are going to be making it's 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 like I don't know. Like there's only there's no better there's no easy way to say it. So I'm just gonna leave it alone. But for somebody as they always do with me, <laughs> they come out of the woodwork disagreeing with me and 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 uh, be getting in my DMs. But I see where you're getting at though, and I, I just I just want to point it out a little bit. Like when when you're making something for the passion of creating it and for creators' sake alone is always going to be a better product, in my eyes, than a project that is made with the sole purpose of monetizing it. Like, creating something Definitely. with the whole Definitely. intention of making money from it against a project that is made of pure passion and nothing else because you want to make it, that project is always going to be better than the project that is made with the intention of making money from it. It's just the way that I feel art works. Art is a very passionate very personal thing and if you put your heart and soul into it you're going to get a beautiful product if you put 
only effort in because you want to make money from it and nothing else alone, you're not going to get as much of a good product. And that is the problem with the whole monetization side of Dreams as well. You could see a certain level of passion and individuality and creativity reduced because of the fact that they're just trying to make something that will please the masses to gain that monetization. Definitely. That, and that's where I was getting to it with the whole like donation side of it because if you're i know there's multiple people out there right now working on projects that are purely passion projects and are not looking to get anything from it but just making a badass game uh, and those people should be asking for donations for sure i mean there's definitely people out there that are just kind of making whatever and just making things here and there and just kind of putting them out um and I definitely don't think the if you're just rushing things and just making whatever, you shouldn't be asking for no donations. But if you've got a big project, something large, a big passion project, you've been working on it, you have the core mechanics, you have artwork for it, you have all this stuff already made. Basically, like you're looking for um, someone to collaborate with, like the same way you approach that. You show them that you have all of these things already in line, you have all of this artwork and all of that you have the passions there everything's laid out then you ask for the donations yeah uh, i'm i want to i want to follow up something in chat uh because i don't necessarily agree with jamie either on that last point like i get what he's saying and i feel like that that works but amidst in chat said how is say a mediocre passion project more valuable than a professionally made game that has been monetized no, go, 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 go. Uh, well, I I would say I don't equate it like that. Like, but he was replying to what you had said. But yeah, I, it, it's more it, so. That's that's not the the message I was trying to say with that comment. It was more so of make trying to make something that would please the masses in order to gain the monetization, as opposed to a project that you would you would like to make but you don't want to make now because you don't think it would be as successful in the monetization game. Not necessarily what he's saying there, like, you know, how is, say, a mediocre passion project more valuable? It's not that it's more valuable. It's that I think the perception of what people would create in Dreams would change depending on the monetization algorithm that is in place into it. It would. Okay. It, it okay. definitely would. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. The, uh, just getting that straight. So, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I do agree with that. Because I feel like you can do something to monet, like even if you plan on it being monetized, you can put forward a very quality product that still yeah. deserves money. Absolutely. Uh, but, he's, but but to speak about it within the context of dreams, as in the how it would change the community. Yes, I I do feel like that is definitely real, and. I mean, for for real, I think we're gonna we're gonna see just how much very soon. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see on that. I uh, I I just don't um, like I said. It's 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 a it's such a tricky subject because it also it, goes into personal opinion as yeah, far it's as a loaded yeah, subject. For yeah. Sure. I mean, and the problem, the problem with it is, well, that it's so subjective because we don't know what type of style of monetization is going to be implemented into Dreams, if any at all. 
because the way that monetization works in dreams will also determine how things are going to play out for dreamers and what content they're going to create in the future because if they monetize in a way of just having tips then for instance let's just say they decide to do that so you can just tip a creator like you can with coffee then that's not going to necessarily change the direction in which dreamers are going to create content but if they decide to go with the traditional route of monetization where you know they'll play an ad before you can do play the game or i don't know like you know after so many plays you get so much money or whatever the case may be like the monetization in that traditional sense if that happens then i personally can't see any way where the content that dreamers are going to create is going to change so it's all completely down to the way that monetization is introduced and until we know that we have no way of knowing what's going to happen with dreams and, and the stuff that's made in it yeah and that's why we're seeing a bunch of things thrown against the wall by creators to see what will work because yeah. As far as we know, we don't know. To, MC Alchemist said, do you think Sony wants monetization, though? And, I do, 100%. And I, and I would say yes, but we don't know how they're going to do it or what system is going to be placed. And so it's still just up in the air how all of it will come about. And until we know that for certain, like I said, people try what you try what you want. <laughs> like do what you can stick you know see what sticks see what is shot down by the community what's not shot down by the community see what people like test the waters test the waters and and there's nothing wrong with it on anyone's behalf i just hope because i think this is the only way i can say it where i've been trying to think this whole time how to say this okay <laughs> The only, way, the only thing I can say to people is this. Please hold your integrity. If you are asking for money from the Dreams community, please uphold your integrity. Don't do it for money. Because the moment that becomes the driving force... I really do feel like we're going to see more negative than good. Like the community's growing together. In what sense? The negative in what sense? As you pointed out, like what it's going to do to the community if every single person is trying to monetize and not in us in not in the way currently of trying to do like a Patreon or Kofi where it's like you're actually supporting an artist but if it's like, let's say you did a, hmm, once again, I say this without <laughs> thinking of anybody currently doing anything, okay? This is just the, the hypothetical situation of how I see it being wrong. If somebody goes, hey, we're working on uh a movie let's say we're working on a movie and we i want um i want three hundred thousand dollars for a movie okay okay well at that moment because i always think in movie terms okay this is this is my wheelhouse three hundred thousand dollars 
to an indie to an indie filmmaker is enough money to make let me take the let me take the middle ground here i've seen filmmakers that can take that amount of money and make 15 movies okay so that brings to the question do you need $300,000 or are you trying to shoot way above where you're at? And that can only be known by the person asking. It's not for me to judge. It's not for anyone to really judge. But what I mean by holding your integrity is if we get a whole bunch of people who are basically mining the dreams community, yeah, I, I see where you're getting at, yeah. That's a problem. That's when the mm, negatives yes. start to set in. So, like, if I, let's say, because everyone knows I'm trying to, I, I, like, my whole thing is movies. So, if I'm trying to do a short film in Dreams, and I come out, and, like, if I wanted to do, say, the the one that I did, the short that got screwed up, all the data corruption stuff, if I wanted to do that as a as a, as a full film, start over, which I'm doing on my own anyway, if I wanted to start over, I think the max I would ask for, and I mean the max, I feel dirty even saying it. But if I said, I want 10000 I feel like that works. But if I came out and said, hey, I want one hundred fifty k, now I'm mining. Yeah. Yeah. It, there, it, there, there's a certain level. It's not back my appropriate to yeah, ask for. It's not back. It's not back my dream. Or back this product that you think is going to be really cool. It's, I'm going to be living off of you now. Yeah, fill my wallet. <laughs> yeah. But, and, 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 and so that's why I think it's tricky. And once again, I say again, I'm not saying that to anybody or any existing like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or anyone's like attempted at monetization. I'm just saying that's where we can go wrong, in my opinion. Very within quickly. the yes, within the dreams community, because the moment someone does get that, everybody else wants a to bunch of people. It. A bunch of people are going to come out of the woodwork to do it, and ultimately, that's going to end up in some way locking. It's going to, it's going to, I believe, I believe opinions negatively affect the dreams community. But if you do logic, you make helpful videos, you're working on a game, you think it'll be cool for the community, you stream and people like seeing your work and they want to give a little to help. Hey, I got no problem. That's, that sounds right. I mean, we can't forget that Twitch itself is basically tv yeah so so like in with gaming being the most predominant form of entertainment in the world now we are providing content and therefore someone wanting to get paid for that i have no issue whatsoever not none at all but we still got to watch out because i feel like dreams represents as 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 a community I feel like we represent the very best of gaming. We have anybody that is a part of this community 
knows that there is something about this community that is so much better than just about any other community in gaming. Yes, because it isn't toxic and it's yeah. pure creative. That's it. It's yeah. so simple. It's just so simple. <laughs> and so with every step we take and with everything that we do to push the platform further, to get exposure, to help Media Molecule, basically, we're the fan base. We're the soldiers out here. With everything we do, we always have to look at it because we were the originators. We're in the beta. We're in the beta. So as the voices of the beta, we really do have to cultivate maintaining the beautiful community that we have because as proven by just about everything else, it can turn on a dime. It really can. So those are my worries. Not talking trash to anybody, not looking down on anybody's project. I, as I said, it's hypothetical, not shooting at anybody's Kickstarter or anything like that. It's simply things can go wrong very quickly. And do we want that? I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just talking too much. But one, 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 more, one more thing. Uh, perfect example. I was talking about League of Legends before we went live. And when League of Legends, when they started to franchise and it became professional gaming, I mean, even if you want to go all the way back to Halo and MLG, I was always worried because we all know competitive gaming is toxic anyway. But when they first started talking about teams and franchising and all this stuff, my mind just sent off a red flag. I'm like, as toxic as it is, it's about to get five times more toxic because now you're bringing in sports fans, which is a whole different breed of fan. Like it, it gets insane. And so that's the way I approach this because when you start talking about being able to make a living off of dreams, you're literally bringing in the business interest and we all know the business interest. So oh, I guess do. what do you what do y'all have to say to all that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, feel free to step in, Savvy. I don't know if I just talked you out of the No, no, you're you're you guys are spot on. Like absolutely spot on with it. I, I completely agree with all of that. So no, it, it makes total sense for for the whole the whole monetization thing. I mean I mean, it's it's we have a right to be worried about it as well because I mean, oh, most be, being being fearful of it just shows how much dreams means to us. Like to not have a fear in the back of your mind of what is going to happen to dreams, if you you wasn't part of it anyway. You know, you, it's because we love it so much. We we want to protect it and we want to make sure it's safe from the big bank of Sony and what they want to do with it. And you know, I personally think that that's Sony's main goal. They just see this as a a perfect opportunity to milk something that's unique to them because no one else has it. You know, Xbox doesn't have anything like this. Nintendo Switch version of it is even, there's no point even talking about Game Builder Garage or whatever it's called. So, you know, Sony is the only console platform that has a truly unique environment for creators and there is no way that they're not think sitting there thinking how are we going to make as much money out of this as possible so it is worrying that you know it, it could go wrong yes. very quickly 
Yeah. I mean, it literally is, as I was explaining to uh, when I wrote that tweet a few weeks ago regarding the sale that's currently going on with with uh, Dreams. And it's the idea that literally Sony has a streaming service. Yeah. They have a streaming service because of Dreams that has the ability to literally take on YouTube. That can take on Game Pass. Like what this thing, this one platform that most people don't even realize the beauty of yet. It's like, this is insane. And so I do think that they're looking to monetize. I do think that they know they have to, because at some point people do want to be paid for their work. I would say exactly, the, challenge, yeah. the challenge for them is going to be coming up with a way to do it where people don't feel like they're being taken advantage of. That's the trick. That's the whole difficulty of the situation. But you, you've hit the nail on the head right there with saying that, you know, people are eventually going to get sick of not getting paid for it because it's true. Like, no matter how much you like dreams and how much you love creating stuff. You know, if you've sat there and look at your playtime within Dreams and you go, okay, I've spent 2,000 hours, 3,000 hours in Dreams creating stuff, eventually, you know, people are going to say, like, well, I want some, I want something for that. You know, it's, it's all well and good saying creating for creation's sake. And that's, that's essentially what Dreams is. But at some point in the 10 year lifespan that we have for Dreams, there's got to be something for the player's work that there has to be. And, and if it doesn't happen, then, you know, people are going to move on to other platforms that have a built-up portfolio of being able to to monetize your product. It's just inevitable at the point of coming into Dreams to begin with to learn how to use the tools is one thing, but then becoming versed with everything and being professional about it and being able to create top-tier content that is literally worth money, then it comes to the point of if that doesn't become available, they're going to take that talent elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. I guess. I guess. Was there anything else you wanted to you wanted to touch on, Stabby? Like, I do because I, I have one re- really one more thing that I want to go in with you on as far as your game development. But I want to make sure you have the time to jump in here as much as possible after my twenty minute spiel. <laughs> no, um, I'm I'm think that's pretty much wanted to cover everything there and that's pretty much it um maybe talk about modules a little bit i know this is uh it's getting way off topic of the monetization and all of that but um on a lighter subject uh modules i think a lot of people that like are getting into the game dev and getting into making games and stuff and sculpting and wanting to get the thermo as low as possible look into modules look into making modules how they're done how they're made Um, you can hide things under your map and like you can make a module that's got the same amount of sides uh like four sides you can have different things on them you can have a cone you can have a sign you can have this a bench whatever and the bench will be sitting on top of your map and you can see it's an object but then everything else is laying underneath your map modules are the the best thing ever that like when I discovered how to make a module and like how they work and how they make your map that much better. Like it's, it's such a game changer for me. It's like, 
learning how to make modules. And anytime someone asks, like I, I post up on Reddit and on uh, Twitter and whatnot, and sometimes people will be like, "Are you looking for collaborators? I would like to collaborate, stuff like that." And I go in and I'll ask them. That's the first thing I ask is, "Do you know how to make a module?" And everybody's response is always, "No. What's a module? What is that?" Like. And I think a lot more people need to look into that and start using that in Dreams because that will help everyone's thermo. That'll make all the maps that much more detailed. Like, you could do it for walls. I make all my walls are modules. My floors are modules. My floors are uh, are floors and ceilings so that I can have as much as possible fitting in there. And I, you can have the the thermo really low on these sculpts but also still maintain that detail. So you get quadruple the amount of objects in your map, but the same amount of thermo as if you were just to have these singular objects and stuff. So walk, that, that walk was... It, walk it through. Walk us yeah, through let's, it. Let's, let's yeah, hear let's it. Hear For those it. that don't know what modules is, let's get a uh, an in-depth description about it. All right. Um, so I would say just you start... How I approach making a module is I start with the first object that I want. So let's say I'm making just some street assets I want. I've I've got one released. Uh, I have one public. I have a street asset module. And it's it's four sides, maybe five sides. Um, and it's got, it has a street sign. It's got these yellow posts. It's got a bike rack. It's got traffic cones and a stop sign. Uh, so yeah, it's five sides. Um, and it's all one sculpt. So it's, I started with making a stop sign. So I made the stop sign and I made it on the map where I wanted it, placed it there. Everything's great. So then when that stop sign is finished, I take that sculpt, I scope out of it and all of that, and I rotate it so it's under the map. And then I go into there and I make sure that it's under the map, appropriate amount of gap. I scope back in and I start sculpting the next object above on top of the map where I want that thing. So I made a cone. And so I made a couple cones and I set them up. And then I scope out of that and I rotate it so though the now that the stop sign and the cones are both under the map. And so they're both under there. And I scope back in and then I go and I sculpt another object. I sculpt the biograph and so on and so on. And I keep that going. And it's kind of like a dice. So it's set up so each side, it's like a cube basically. So everything on each side is a different side. And whatever is not in the map is placed underneath or behind the walls. Or like you can hide things that are in your, around your map. If you're making like a small room or if you're making anything like open um, and you have all these objects everywhere, like you can have them so they're hidden behind other things they're hidden under the map they're hidden behind walls that like so the modules themselves only that one object sticks out and there's there's creative ways i mean you can get so creative with making these things i'm i've still discovering new ways to like put things together and how, how they'll work together like it's all about reusing your assets that you have to make something new and i and i always try to go into making assets that'll function for another thing as well. So if I can if I can get multiple multiple assets out of one sculpt, that is like that is a dream. That is the best. So like I want to see more people doing that is just making these modules of like multiple sides, things that can be hidden and also visual at the same time. Like it's 
it helps with thermo so much and okay. with optimization it's it's just starting with your sculpt and getting it optimized right from the beginning making sure it's it's low thermo right from the start and then adding details to it will help a lot with your thermo management as well okay that's what i thought you were saying when you were when you were going over modules but just so clearly it's just making something that can change without you having to change the thermo yes exactly yeah so it's just like okay i yeah i get you i get you um is there something else you think is very important that people should be paying attention to as far as building and i tell you this is or i ask this as a person that uh regularly blows out the thermo <laughs> very um, quickly and easily what's like what do you think is another is another tip for those of us who I, can't stay within the lines i say gray box everything like i, I just started doing that getting the whole like basic like just core mechanics done first make sure that all your gameplay is fun your core gameplay mechanics are all solid everything's polished everything's good and then make your i make all my core mechanics in one element and then i make all my maps in another element and then i'll combine my uh core mechanics to that element and then when i update my core mechanics it automatically updates into my map and all of that so it, it, it they work together but um just working on like getting everything all the gameplay figured out first will help with knowing what kind of thermo you're going to be using and how much you're going to be using so i'll plan out how many enemies i'm going to have at one time how many i'll play around with that i'll see like what when it starts to lag how many enemies are there and what that thermo usage is and then i'll use that as my guide for how much i can use i Tend, when I'm making a map, I tend to not go above 40% um, on the gameplay because if you go above, like, yes, they give you that 100% limit. And, like, I've seen people just rake up their thermal all the way to the 99%. And it's like, well, then now you don't have any room for enemies or anything. Like, you, mm. you're not saving room. You have to save that room because if you have, uh, let's say, like, the shooter that I'm working on right now, my map is only at 15%. Well, I can have up to like I think it's 12 enemies on screen at a time and that's and they're packed with AI and they've got their animations and all that stuff. So they're pretty heavy on the thermo usage, but it I don't see a lag until about 12 enemies on screen, which is awesome for me. I mm. I really like the most amount of enemies I can get. Um so yeah, it's just all about planning that beforehand before you go into making your map and making all of it because i see a lot of people focus on making the map first and making everything look pretty and really detailed and all that and then they add their gameplay to it and they make like the game around that and i it, i don't see a lot of people level blocking or anything like that i want to see that more too i want to see a lot of people like it's art is encouraged like i i mainly focus on reddit i'm mainly on reddit for most of my stuff i kind of stay like i'll post up on twitter and stuff but then i'll take that over it's more for getting it to so i can post it onto reddit but mm. um i see a lot of like the things that get the most upvotes and the things that get the most likes and all of that are from things that are just look pretty they may not play well they may not have like core game play mechanics or anything like that but they look really pretty they look really cool they look really awesome and that's that's great i love that i love the art side of everything 
But if it doesn't play well, it doesn't play well. Your game's not going to play good. If your game isn't good, your game isn't good. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. Um, so level blocking helps with that. If you level block out your entire game before you even make it look pretty and you're playing with basic squares and circles and shit and that plays fun, then when you add the art to that, it's going to play just as much fun and look pretty and have everything well-rounded. So I want to see that a lot more as people level blocking, getting just... And I want to see that praised. I want to see people not, like... I want to see that upvoted. I want to see when someone's level blocking or has just basic gameplay mechanics and they're showing that off, I want to see that get the love that it deserves, too, because I think that that can be discouraging is when you post up something like your core gameplay mechanics and if it is genuinely good and but it's not receiving that attention then it can kind of be a little discouraging for people i'm i I see it all the time i see it on there i'll see people some people doing level blocking or showing their mechanics and it just doesn't get that attention that something that's grand and beautiful and all this stuff and it looks great Mm -hmm. but like if you play it it's not going to play well it just doesn't have that isn't that the isn't isn't that the the crux of of art itself though? I mean, when it comes pretty, to pretty much yeah yeah when it comes to <laughs> yes. society, it's yes, like people don't true. yeah like people don't care about well, I'm not saying no one cares, but the general you like they don't care about what you did. It's just kind of you know the final product. It's it's kind of like as I said, it's been the crux of art forever, where it's you know. Someone, if someone asks you to do like, hey, can you draw this for me? And even if they do want to give you money for it, there there comes a time where it's just like the amount they throw to you. It's like, oh, you don't know how much work goes into this. And I see that every every day, literally yeah. every day in my job, I I I see that. So yeah. yes, yeah. So it's like you don't know how much work goes into this. You just see the final product and you think, Oh, it's just a, how many times I've heard people say doodle. Like, it, it, you know, Oh, I mean, you're just, you're just doodling. It's like, Oh, is that what I'm doing? Is this, <laughs> I, yep. I could have swore I was an artist, yep. but I'm a doodler sitting in preschool, you know, trying to ignore. Yep, just doodling. Right. They're just doodling. But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I do feel like knowing that that's what we're up against. I feel like, that's something that'll come with time kind of like where as the community grows as people do if as i feel like everybody understands now if they didn't before what game development encompasses what goes into it so i feel so like from people who aren't just like checking in every now and again to see what people are doing but actually you know, they know it's hard to get a character to climb up a ladder. Then you'll see when someone does something where someone's climbing a ladder, they'll be like, oh, well, I'm going to thumb that up. But then you have to be prepared for the fact that they also that also may not happen. I would say put put less worth into 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 likes into into thumbs ups, because that's because that's the type of stuff that. It can only lead to, for most of the time, it can only lead to negative thoughts. Like, because if you're doing it for the thumbs, if you're doing it for the upvotes, then when you don't get them, that's the death sentence. 
Whereas if you're actually doing it for you, totally. then, do, then do it for yeah. you. And then when the thumbs come or the upvotes, then it's just cool. I'm it's glad rewarding. Someone, you know? Yeah. 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 But that, that's the it's whole social, social media, media as conundrum. well. I was yeah. just about to say, it's just social media in general anyway. Like we've come to a position in life now where the amount of likes on a post, regardless of what it is, dreams or not, it determines its self-worth. Like, you know, yep. if you take it, it's just the whole culture with likes and comments and retweets is just so gross, but that's just the world we've been accustomed to now. And it's, it's what the future generations will come to accustomed to as well. They, they are now at such an early age. It's like, if you don't get likes, you're, you're nothing, you're worthless. And it's such a horrible culture to be involved in, but it is what it is. It's just, that's what social media is. But from a creative aspect, just because you don't get likes on the stuff that you create doesn't mean it isn't good. If, yeah. if you believe in the product and you love what you've made, that's, that should be enough. And I'd hope people start to reinforce that with themselves because social media is such a killer. Sometimes it can, it can ruin everything. Yeah. I, and I always, and, and not once again, I'm just just pointing something out. So many, there are so many disclaimers in this yeah, episode. There it's has crazy. to be because when you because when you when you're talking about certain things, people people get like a better word, butt hurt. Like you, they they take it as an attack. But whenever people complain about this on like Twitter, I mean, I've seen everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. When people start needing that dopamine hit, and then it's it just come and it starts to come off really, it just looks bad. Like even even if it's someone that's like, yeah, you deserve it, but it's starting to look bad. Like it, there's nothing wrong with wanting appreciation for your work, but that's why I preach the whole idea of be okay without it. Work towards what you're doing, because if you like. If if someone can dissuade you from it, just because just by not ticking up, that it, it it leads to more problems. So if anybody out there is listening to it and they get dissatisfied by like literally, why are you doing your project? You're doing it yeah. because you love to do it. Like there's no other choice. You know to <laughs> to go with the uh uh what was it? Uh, super bad. It's just never had a choice. Like if you're doing it, it's because you love doing it. If you're doing it for another reason, we go back into that earlier conversation. Yeah. So, so I get what you're saying. It's the plight of the artist. Always has been. <laughs> always <laughs> will be. Always will be. So just yeah. go ahead and just go ahead and just shove that thought out of your mind and and i would say don't concern <laughs> i would say don't concern yourself with it because yeah i see stuff all the time where i see someone who's literally breaking the rules of dreams and you'll see them and they'll have no like no hearts if it's on twitter they'll have no hearts no retweets like barely any comments and i'm just like how is this going unscathed like how is this that's that's this, always my thought yeah how is this slipping through and the fact is the world is a big place things are yep. gonna slip through like so don't even don't even get that negativity going in your brain just say hey i put it out there and as i always tell people when it comes to twitter or youtube or twitch or whatever 
like you don't know the lifespan. Like people don't think of the lifespan of their material. And if anything, use that to kind of calm yourself because you do something on like YouTube and you're like looking at it a week later and you're like, man, I got nine views. That sucks. But it's there forever. Forever. So don't think about the immediate. Keep working. Keep doing what makes you happy. And then we'll get back to those views in a minute. Because I know I've had the same thought. And I'm saying it as someone not who's preaching to the masses about how they should think. I'm saying it as a person who literally had to learn it myself. Where it's like, oh, well, that's kind of disheartening. Getting a little, you know, getting a little perturbed by it. But then videos that I don't even pay attention to anymore. I'll come back and I'm like, oh, crap, I have 400 views. When? Like, it's there forever. So, you know, you just got to think of the long run, I I would say. Or just don't think of it at all and just say, hey, I'm putting it up there, so I put it up there. Yep. Um. Char, I don't know, says, to be honest, for me, I'd rather get a job at something like art that I find worth in than having a job that I have no desire in at all. Yeah, that's everybody. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's life. Do what you love. Yeah. I, I, too, would like to do what I love. That, so you would are, I. You're dead I would, on. I, I would love to do what I love. That would be so great and be paid for it. Like, that's just the dream. It's just everybody's dream, I think. Do what yeah. you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's that's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, MC Alchemist said, don't we just want people to play our games? It's fair to be dissatisfied if not many do. It is. It is. But at the same time, there's the there's always a flip. Like, did you you made the game because you want people to play it, but you also made it because you wanted to make it. And what I'm saying is don't lose sight of what you wanted to do and the satisfaction that comes from actually completing a project. That's like, to me, it's, it's, and I, I say this because of, like I always talk about, Good Place to Die on, um, on my YouTube that I couldn't even put on Dreams because of a data corruption. I couldn't even finish it. I had to cut 80%, if not more, of that project that was my dream project. I had to cut, I had to lose it all. But I still finished with what I had because it wasn't about who was gonna watch it to me. It was about, I need to prove to myself that even if it's not as great a story as I wanted to tell because I'm just not proficient yet, I needed to prove to myself that I could tell one. And what I'm saying is, be satisfied with that and the fact that you are forever getting better. Someone may not play that game that you spent God knows how many hours, hundreds of hours on, but you also have the experience of making that game that took you hundreds of hours and your next one's going to be better. Probably. I completely agree with you on that. It's like with with Dino, for instance. This this game is going to have thousands and thousands of hours of development on it. And even if when Dino someday gets completed and we release it to the world, even if it never got one single play, 
Like, although that, yes, that would be extremely disappointing because of the amount of work and effort that went into it. And it's just natural to want to share it with the world and for everyone else to be as excited as you are about your product because you think it's amazing because of all the time that you've spent on it. Like, even if we didn't get one play on it, it, it as satisfying as it would be, it would not change anything for me at all because... It's just like we started this huge project with with just myself and we grew to a massive team of people and we came together collectively to create something that would be impossible to make on our own. And we have the end product. We have a trophy to say, look what we did. We, we made something out of completely nothing. We got a group of talent from all over the world, screenwriters, animators, logicians, environment artists, all of this amazing talent together to create something. So like, even if Dino never got one play, to me, it would still be successful because we made the thing. And I have people you know? now that I consider family. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I'm, Long life friends from, so, from this project. It's just crazy. Sometimes that has to be enough. That's, I mean, take it from an old man. <laughs> Sometimes that has to be enough. And I'm saying just don't lose sight of why you started it in the first place. We all want people to enjoy our art. We want people to come back and comment to us. Oh, my God, I can't believe the story you just told. Oh, my God, how did y'all fit so much into that level without modules? Like, <laughs> like, like it, you know, it's going to there's a lot of stuff. I'm just saying don't get caught up like we are all indie. We're all yep. learning the mm. craft. Yep. And and. You know, not to go back to the thing from earlier, but I feel like, you know, we have a lot of professionals in dreams, people who are coming from the art, you know, the art sector that are professionals in what they do. But most of us are people who woke up one day and was given a gift to be able to try our hand at something that we all thought, I think I could do that. That's it. That that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I I'll never stop playing dreams if they never monetize it and I don't ever get a cent from it. Yep. I'll I'll play dreams. <laughs> that's 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 how much I love it. And I'm not I don't think everybody has to feel this way. You know, it's not there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a living. Because <laughs> as Stabby put, we're all out here struggling. But I do feel like there is something else. And and I and I think when you get caught up in the views and stuff like that, I don't think there's I, I at least I don't think I've had someone or had or heard the story of someone who went up to someone who was like, "Hey, can you play my dream and tell me what you think?" I've never heard of a dreamer being like, "No." Right though, <laughs> right. Like though. I've never heard it. So the yeah. thing is, is if you're not getting the views, most likely it's because people don't know it's there, which yes. points to another issue that you need to address. And you just that. But that's it, though. If you if you really need to get that level of satisfaction and it can only come from you hearing back what people think about what you made, then go ask people. There's not many, at least I don't think, there's not many in this community that's going to be like, no, I'm not going to play your game. 
Hell, there's people who've made their yeah. whole streaming career and dreams on literally people coming in and saying, hey, play my game. Like, it's right, though. Yeah, just, uh, it, it is. It is what it is, and you know, if you want that, then you've got to you've got to fight for it sometimes. And and there's nothing wrong with asking people to play your games either. Like I know some people say, like, oh well, I'm badgering people and I'm spamming people and stuff. Play testers. Yeah. It's Not, always great to get play testers. Absolutely, play testers is such a important part of game development. Like just, just before you release it, just ha just find a group of people and say, "Look, would you mind just playing this through and give me some feedback before I release it to the world?" Super, super important. Super, super important because you're always going to see your own product with those goggles on of it's perfect, it's amazing, I've made the bestest thing in the world because it's yours. And until someone else that doesn't have that bias to play it, you're never going to have a true opinion of what needs to be done with it before you release it 100 percent play testers is such an important part of game dev and that's why if you're a director you most of the time never edit your own film <laughs> because you're not going to remove anything this is my vision six hour movie <laughs> yeah i mean but I just I, I do feel like thank you for getting into that conversation, Stabby, because I do feel like that is important. I think a yeah. lot of people need to be reminded, like why you're doing this, why you're in it, because I never I never I, when I got dreams, when I heard dreams was becoming a reality way back in the day, seven years before it actually got here. I was like, hey, somebody's doing what I what I've wanted someone to do. I can, I can finally do that when that comes out. I got into it because it's something I've always wanted. I didn't get into it because I was like, you know what? When that game dreams come out, boy, I'm going to make my first, <laughs> I'm going to make my first million off that Bama. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like I get, I get wanting to be paid. I do. I just, I feel like we're all still learning. I, I feel like we're all still learning. And even if any, for anybody who feels like you've put out the best thing you're going to, you're going to put out, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to come out. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. It's like, we definitely we've, do better. We've seen it so much in our own project as well. Like where, where environment artist has made something and he spent like, what, like, 150 hours on building an environment and he's like yeah this is amazing this is perfect this is just how i envisioned it and then like what three or four months later he's like yeah i'm deleting that i'm starting fresh yeah because he knows he can do better and you will always be better it's just you no know, for certain projects though it's it's finding the that comfortable line to say you know what it's good enough let's just let's just leave it here <laughs> Yeah. It, dep it depends on the context of the situation, which I think is very important as well. Yeah. War Garble said doing it for likes and follows is a pathway to depression and burnout. Absolutely. Yeah. And the dark side. But, you know, both. It's, it's definitely not the way you should be going about creating. Like, that's not how creativity works. As a matter of fact, that's how creativity dies. So that's why tattooing is dying. That is exactly why tattooing is dying. So, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. What, are you stuck doing birth month flowers too? 
<laughs> no, it's it's just I don't know tattooing. It's you're only getting clientele if you have thousands and thousands of likes and followers and all this stuff. And if you're popular on Instagram, you must be the best tattooist ever. And that's I've worked with artists who've had thousands and thousands of followers, and you're like, how do you have this many followers? Your work is just it's crap. It's not good. It's, it's not solid. The line work is, is I, I mean, hey, I'll call it when I see it. Like, the line work is splotty. The shading isn't solid. Like, and these people have hundreds and thousands of followers, and you're like, how? Like, and why are you because having nonstop it's because clientele? Because the game is on point. Exactly. That why. And, that's, and that's why tattooing is. It's. It's, it's not, not where it used to be. I, I don't think it's just tattooing, though. Instagram. Oh, yeah, no, it's everything. Yeah, I think it's everything. Likes, everything. likes equals worth. That That yes. is what the culture of social media has created for everything. Unless you have the likes, you are not deemed worthy. That's that's just it. It's so it's so sad. Mjolnir, yes. sad. Mjolnir will never touch your hand. <laughs> <laughs> you call to it, but the hammer won't come to you. Like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's, I mean, and it is what it is. To an extent, it is something that's going to have to be accepted. Yep. But it only exists in that realm online. And online is not the only way to do it. I yep. mean, it's a big way, but it's not the only way to do it. Not anymore. It's just everything's changing. And at some point you got to change with it, but also you still get to accept what level of getting with it you participate in. And that's, that's where I've been struggling with my, my shit now has just been trying to figure out how to play that game, play that system, but also stick to my core values and what I, what I follow and what I believe in. So yeah, it's, it's, that's it's the problem, changing. It's man. hard. With social media, ethics sometimes gets thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. the way it is. And once again, we come back to that first statement. I'm just going to keep pointing for that first conversation. I'm just yeah. going to keep pointing it out because this is exactly what I'm talking about. It, it came out right at the end. But, yeah, you. it's just these are the things that can ruin stuff. And ruin it for everybody. And I can't think of the day like I, I, I just had the, the thought of someone being like so disheartened by like a future version of this community that they just stopped playing dreams. And I never want to think of that again. I just don't. I mm-hmm. we, we, we move forward. We take care of each other. We love each other. As a matter of fact, I want to point out something for everybody that's in the chat. How many dreams streamers are partners for twitch i'm pretty sure that's a very good question i'm pretty sure elka is but i don't think i know of anyone else who is Hmm. and we need to fix that we do okay never thought about that before good point we need to talk about it because it's part of the game. So if we want to play it, we'll play it. But, and no, I'm not saying do it for this channel. No. All right? Let's get that out of the way. 
but so many disclaimers on this episode is crazy. I, no, because you have to tell people because people are gonna be like, "Oh, we're trying to maximize the monetary income." I haven't monetized one thing that I've ever done on this channel. Not one of my billions of podcasts, because money doesn't drive me. That's not what makes me happy. It's just not. But I'm saying if we want to raise up the status, I really started thinking how many people do we have in the dreams community that hold a high rank within this platform? I can only count one. Not saying that it, not saying that we haven't all done our fair share of creating beautiful communities and the people that join us every week, by the way, if you're one of the people that watch the podcast later, not live, I just want you to, I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I do because I feel like we've talked about Spotify. We've talked about, you know, Google podcasts. We've talked about people joining us from every which way and all that stuff. But we, we rarely address the people who come in after the fact on Twitch and y'all, y'all are beautiful. Y'all are beautiful. Okay. I appreciate each and every one of you, but I do think we need to have that conversation. We need to start lifting people up. Just as a call to action, we can talk about it more on Twitter or not, but I think it would be beneficial to raise a few more uh, people up in the community. Just a day where we set up a schedule and if you stream, like we'll just take people and just be like, Hey, everybody lurk this person. Even if you can't watch, just lurk them and just see if we can get everybody three streams where they get over 75 viewers consistently as an average. I think the dreams community yeah. can do it. I think we can. Yeah. 100%. We definitely have the numbers there to do it. So that's just an idea. We'll, we'll see about setting it up, putting it together on uh, Twitter. Cause that's the only social media I'll work with. I just, I refuse to do anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll try to get that done. Cause I think that's another way to get people the recognition that they want. Not just the person who's being raised up, but that person being able to talk to more dreamers, hear from more dreamers, and then be like, hey, but have you guys heard of blah, 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 blah? There we go. Yeah. Because I think the most direct way to monetize dreams currently, I believe, is Twitch. I don't, most people don't think of it that way. But I think it's this. I think it's one of the cleanest ways to gain monetization in dreams is Twitch. Not everybody has the ability to use Twitch, so I get it. There's downfalls, but people streaming their work, people working on things, people being like, "Hey, I'm making a 2D fighter." Somebody will come in and be like, "I want to know how to make that." Being able to watch it, being able to watch dreams, helps dreams. So, 100%. Yeah. That's I, I just wanted to throw that out there. My All last right. my last explosion. <laughs> Is there anything stabby that you would like to discuss before we close? No, I think we've covered it all. We've hit pretty much all the bases, which well, super I just awesome. wanna, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for coming on the show. You've brought some really good subjects topics today that i think really needed to be addressed and it's been an awesome interview of you it well really thank you is. so much for having me uh can i give a quick shout out 
Of course. Of course. Okay, uh, to a streamer friend of mine, Brant Dean. Uh, they're on Twitch. And then uh, another friend of mine, Smash Tag, great animator. And that's it. All right. Hmm. Smash Tag, you say? Yes. Hmm. Okay. An amazing right. animator. Absolutely hmm. ahead, of, ahead of the curve with animation. I've never wow. seen... Yeah, they're doing next level shit, for sure. Cool. I'll have to check them out. Nice. Mm. All right. And one last thing for me. All right. Okay. I've, I know I talked a lot. Okay. I know I, <laughs> I know I, I know I, I know I did a lot today, but uh, everybody knows that I just have been having a lot of trouble recently um, because I love movies and I don't that I, I, I feel like I do. I shoehorn it into everything else I'm trying to do, like all my other podcasts. And I'm going to stop that. I'm going to be better, okay? I'm going to get better. But I, the way I'm going to get better is I'm actually going to do a third podcast that's focused completely on movies. Uh, I will be doing the return of the Nelms brothers that spoke with us regarding dreams. Going to bring them back. Uh, I already have a few other guests lined up. I can't tell you when it's going to start. But if you've been paying attention to my Twitter, you've seen the new intro for it. So... If you are interested in that, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Other than right. that, thank you for joining will, us. Go ahead. I'll, sorry, just one, one more, just one more, one more thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so, if you've been following us on Twitter, you'll notice that we have a new feature now on the podcast for our Spotify listeners. Uh, we have introduced Spotify polls to the podcast, and given that uh, monetization was one of the biggest topics of today's episode, I would like to ask the Spotify listeners, do you want monetization to come to dreams? Yes or no? And you can answer by going down onto the podcast that you're listening to right now, and you'll have the ability to vote, and we will release the reviews of that next week. Is there a place in that poll where you can write up something? Or I is it just a multiple choice? Or is it just a... It, yeah, it's literally like, you know, two choices with a question and they can tap on which one they want. But we can do a QA, though, on there as well. That is also a new feature that we can add to Spotify. I'd be really interested in the QA. That would, okay. be, that would be an interesting switch, I feel like. Um, on Spotify, RBD is where the polls are going to be. Um, but also remember that we do have a Discord. There's a lot of sections there, and if you got something you want to say, or if you're like, hey, I want a, I want a full podcast specifically on one topic, or you just yeah, want to... let us know. Yeah, let us know. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Actually, no, we won't. No, we won't. Actually, I, I, I Wait, forgot what? to bring this up. We're not going to be oh. here next week. Oh, we're not? Oh, no, what's happening? No. Uh, next week is my birthday. Ah, birthday boy. So, I don't know yet what's going to be what's going to be happening, but there might be some random streams, but I'm not going to be here. All right. I'm not going I'm not going to be here specifically on my birthday. So, we're right. going to we're going to pick back up with um Sauceless one who will be doing the first um workshop with anyone who tunes in as far as making music and becoming better at dreams music. And we once again, open our doors 
to anyone who wants to actually play dreams or make something or do a tutorial with our viewers for a, you know, for an upcoming show. Sauceless is going to be the first one. So, yeah. If you have a sort of a, a talent in dreams, what you feel you can share with the world and show people how to, to get more versed in that, we'd love to hear from you so that we can do another workshop video. That'd be fantastic. Yep. I'm going to be born next week, <laughs> according to RPT. <laughs> I'll be here for my 487th birthday. But um, <laughs> modules. MC Alchemist wants a modules <laughs> workshop. All right. Hey. Hey, if Stabby wants to come back and give it to us. I am totally down. All right. All right. We'll work something out. Yeah, we'll work something out. We'll be seeing everyone again. But per usual, I'm carrying this out way longer than it should be. We're going to go ahead and start up the raid. And again, thank you, Stabs, for coming through. I hope you don't mind that I called you you Stabs. (laughs) Yeah, no, not at all. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for coming on. Oh, Canadian Jedi, you come in right as we're leaving, but, but, hey, 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 we still love you. We still love you. Yeah, don't it's, worry. It's, yeah. You. you can watch it and watch or listen in any any way you want. We, we publish it on everything. Yep, YouTube, Spotify, any podcasting platform you got, you can just watch the VOD that's here on Twitch. It don't matter. Just spread the love, and we talked about a lot of controversial things. So give it to me next week, or the week after next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be here. (laughs) Oh, I will. (laughs) Indeed. Well, later, everybody. We out. Bye. Bye.